Hello everybody and welcome back to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we'll be discussing the fourth book in Raven Kennedy's The Plated Prisoner series, Glow. Glow. I need to space it out, otherwise it sounds it's like in one full cohesive like thing and it just doesn't <laughs> in seem In Raven right. Kennedy series, Glow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall I start us off with the description? I was nothing but a road to Midas, a means to get where he wanted to go, and I paved that path in gold. My life has been made up of gilded lies, but death has been shaped from rot. Like a phoenix caught fire, I will need to rise from the ashes and learn to wield my own power. Because my wings may have been clipped, but I am not in a cage, and I'm finally free to fly from the frozen kingdoms I've been kept in. Yet the world doesn't want to let me. That's the thing when you turn against a king, everyone else turns against you. Good thing I have a different king in my corner, but even with the dark threat of Slade Ravinger, the other monarchs are coming for me. So I will fight for him and he will kill for me, and if we need to become the villains, then so be it. Because so long as I live in this world, I won't be used again. Please note, this is an adult fantasy series with dark elements that may be triggering, including past emotional, physical trauma, violence, adult language, explicit romance. Read at your own discretion. I feel like at this point, you know what's up when you read this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like this is, yeah, this is the fourth book. Like, if you're complaining that it's triggering at this point, like, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> yeah. All right, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, Kinsey. Um, I like how we're turning us into a bit of a game. If you can let it out first. Yeah, well, you caught me right as I was taking a sip of my tea. Strategic. Mm. This is a book. <laughs> this is pages. This is words on pages. Um, I enjoyed it so much as like so far as it, it was progressing the plot of the overall story uh it very much suffers from the last hundred page syndrome of course i felt like there was a lot of plots going on but not a lot actually happening and then the queen it's been a long time since i've read it what's her name melina <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> that stuff was built up so much for it to end on a cliffhanger, which you kind of knew was coming anyway. Like, you knew what was happening, and then it just ends on a clean cliffhanger, and I was like, well, I don't care about her anyway. So, not sure about that one. And then, yeah, I felt like the big reveal about why Rip is called Rip was a bit stupid. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And then, once you find that out, you're like, well, I can see once again where this is going. Yes. <laughs> but I'm interested to see where the next book comes in to play i suppose yeah it's getting that more interesting now with like the fae has super involvement i guess and you want to see where that goes and what their sentiments are and all that type of jazz but yes my thoughts feelings and emotions i say this with 110 percent disrespect in my vibrant being this book did not need to be 700 pages <laughs> i don't know it was a lot i feel like we were introduced i, th I suppose we didn't i don't think we needed the osric point of views and i think that's what pissed me off the most because it's mm -hmm. like of course you you're curious about rissa's journey as well because they stumble upon each other and you know he brings it back and everything it's like i would have liked that surprise and that like the wonderment of like oh where is rissa and polly and then they just rock up and Oren, you know, reunites with them accordingly. But yeah, I don't don't really care about Osric's chapters. Queen Melina, I don't know. She's just so stupid. <laughs> There's a lot going on, but I suppose it, it all kind of leads to the same thing ultimately. And yeah, I was a bit stumped with the whole Rip revelation as well with his tearing into the world thing rips whatever but like you don't think of it as a rip you think of it as like a tear an interdimensional or interworld tear exactly i think it's almost like every other the other three books like it's like stagnant but only yeah weirdly productive towards the end and it reminded yeah. me a lot of like a court of silver flames in that sense uh, if you're not familiar i suppose and um it reminded me a lot of the flesh in the fire Oh yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you mean the pre books. The, the prequels or just the whole From Blood Nash series? I'm um, the prequels. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's just all very reminiscent of that. Like, obviously, Orin is in her shell, and like she's being encouraged to like train and hone in on her magic. And it's like it was just a lot of pages, and I get it that she needs the time and the development, but like. It got to a moment where it was like, all right, the advisory meeting is coming up. You need to snap into it. And then suddenly she's able to like really focus and do it all. So like, I don't know, the pacing, I don't know, was weird and threw me off a little bit. Um, but yeah, other than the last hundred pages and the 
forwarding of the Fae plot and everything leading to Anwen. Like, I enjoyed that because that's, that's what we want at the end of the day. And, like, I don't know, maybe I didn't care enough about Queen Kyla and all of her, I don't know, directions and how she assumes, like, leadership. Like, could we have found that out yeah. through Oren at the end? It's like, oh, there's a... You know, there's a new young prince here. Like, what the fuck is his deal? Did we... I don't know. Did we need to really know every single aspect of what's going on? It's weird to say because normally I'd be like, I would like to know what's going on. But I don't know. For this, it just felt like it was too much. And then also all the stuff um, at the end with that weird religious-y cult yeah, yeah, thing Jesus. going on. Like, it just reminded me of the shame, <laughs> yeah, shame yeah, yeah. from Game of Thrones. Um, but... Yeah, so there's this advisory meeting or whatever where you've been called forward um, to answer for your crimes and now suddenly there's this, you know, third-party overseer's punishment cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, I was told that I was going to be coming here to be on trial for my crimes. I wasn't told that I would be stripped of my dignity and now suddenly there's magic, like extra weird runes and stuff. I felt like, yeah, there was too many stories going on all at once. I suppose that's just the thing with, like, the big high fantasy-esque nature is, like, yeah, you got to have a lot. At least for the most part, like, a couple things have led to the same place. Like, obviously, Melina's direction ended up bridge and everything and connecting to Anwen and then obviously Rip and Oren and Oren ending up in Anwen as well. So, but yeah, everything else is interesting as fuck, though. But, yeah. I want to talk about Osric for a second. And Rissa, I am so motherfucking sick <laughs> of these motherfucking whores and these motherfucking men. <laughs> Why are these women who have been sexually abused, let's call it what it is, yep. for all these years, and now suddenly the only way that they can heal is that they need... A relationship. Yeah, they need a relationship. They need a man who doesn't want to just fuck them. To fuck them, you know? <laughs> it's the bare minimum, isn't it? Yeah. It's attractive because like, they don't want to. Uh, uh, but they do, that's the point. Like, they want to fuck them, but they want to fuck their personalities, not their vaginas, you know? <laughs> and they want to fuck them respectfully and consensually. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't really care about Rissa's motivations and her little side plot moving forward. Um, I just hate the fact that, like, they still don't necessarily respect or see Oren as a friend. Mm. They both kind of use each other because Oren, she wants the friendship, but then, yeah, Rissa just wants her to get so she could leave her contract. And then Polly is just... I loved when Polly was said to Oren, like, or even to Rissa, like, I like being a saddle. It's what I'm good at. It's what I thrive in. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. But, like, you still yeah. don't have to be a bitch to Oren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just hated how they kept getting book page time when we know that they don't care about Oren and we don't care. Oh, and just Polly was so insufferable. And I was like, we get it. You were dragged away. You liked being on drugs. You liked fucking... That's fine. How about instead of just fucking complaining about it the whole time, how about you just up and leave? Yeah, and then that's what... She, once she got her coin, off to the nearest brothel she went, you know? Mm. And that's her mm. right. It's just how yeah. she, it's just how they treat Oren. And, like, Oren's just trying to do best by them. But to be fair, Oren shouldn't be making those assumptions because Rissa was also making the assumption that Polly wanted to be saved or rescued as well, but no. Mm, she just sure. has a completely different idea of, of what life she wants to lead. And that is her right. You shouldn't be making those assumptions. But then Polly isn't outwardly in the last book being like, I w like being a whore. Although I suppose the signs were there. Because um, she does brag about, you know, how she, she she's really good at it and she thrives on that attention and she loved it when she was, you know, personally servicing like Midas and all that type of stuff so like the signs were always there oh yeah I would have liked to have seen that reunion without the prior knowledge that Osric and like picked them up along the way I feel like I don't know and then yeah instant love essentially like they're mean to each other of course they're gonna end up fucking at some point all right let's talk about as well Oren <laughs> I just found all the females in this book insufferable in this one what was it about them it's just they've they pretend that they're so powerless. Right. After she's woken up. Woken up? Yeah, woken up. Like, she's so terrified of her power. And wasn't she already terrified of her power? And now she's seen what it can do. It's just like Carnith all over again is what she described. Yeah. But you overcame that. 
And you know, and I just don't like. She's had that power for what ten years. Yeah, you would argue even like as she was growing up, I guess. Yeah, would you not have the forethought to think that maybe? Oh, it's part of me. I am in control of it. If I just think that, like, because she's so emotional, it's overpowering her. I get it. But then suddenly Slade's like, mm, "Baby, you're in control. Here, this is how you learn to uh, put it back inside yourself, just like you put my peen inside of you." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Kenzie, we're gonna sound like the other podcast. Relax. <laughs> Maybe she just needed that guidance. Like, it's pretty, I reckon, in, if you're in any fictional situation or in a situation where you have magic and you don't necessarily know how to control it or whatever, like, you're always, yeah, going to be a little bit fearful, but perhaps all you ever want is, like, just proper guidance. But, yeah, I understand. Yeah, like, she's gone back in a shell. Like, once you've exploded like that, in the moment, like, you felt kind of good. You've enacted your revenge. You feel powerful. You feel unstoppable. Like, how do you go back into your shell like that? But then again, it's yeah. just all about the control. And I, especially after the whole last book, you know, where she's pushing back against Midas. Yeah, like forming this backbone. She's standing up for herself. She's telling him, you know, things are going to change, blah, blah, blah. And then when she finally kind of, you know, acknowledges that she has the power and she ultimately kills him, then suddenly she's thinking down that path of, oh, I don't want my power. I don't want to use it, blah, blah, blah. And you've already gone down that path love and you've already accepted it and you're already thinking you've already used it to your advantage many times now you can't just backpedal like this <laughs> can't backslide you think it's weirdly kind of like inconsistent i think i've always yeah. what i've always said is like sometimes with female main characters authors or like write them to be broken and like audiences love to see like i don't know broken women broken female characters like overcome adversity and all the trauma and stuff but, but she's yeah. already overcome I'm, the adversity. I know, I know, That's yeah. the issue. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. The reason why it reminded me of A Court of Silver Flames, like it's very Nesta-esque. Yeah, like all the training and all the honing in on the magic. Sure, you've you've gone out of control twice now, but now that, you know, Slade's willing to help you and teach you and guide you, like you trust him, trust the process. And she was just so resistant to that process as well, until they fuck. But I suppose maybe the whole putting into stasis thing was probably added to it as well perhaps added a bit of fear element let's talk about now that we're here <laughs> let's unravel slade secrets <laughs> yeah no, no not yet the piece of rot that stayed inside Oren that isn't causing her anything that isn't addressed that we haven't received any more information about not yet I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I don't care about the yet. I don't care that there's another book. Don't hype this thing up for this entire 700 pages. I can't get this piece out of her. I've tried everything. I don't know what it's doing. Politely argue. I have a defense for this. Oh, it's probably not really argumentatively defensive, but at the end when Oren's strapped to the chair and there's runes under her and the runes essentially reveal like what type of magic is within a person and the gold is like seeping out, there's a bit of black within the gold. So I feel like that's part of the rot that's like connected to her. Like, I've, 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 I, yeah, I understand that. I understand what you mean, how like you don't, we don't know what it means yet, but like it's there. Like she could probably manipulate something eventually. Okay, yes. I understand that it's there, but it's uh, perceived as this negative part of her now, or like thing that's happened to her now. And Rip is um, under the assumption that there's nothing he can do, blah, blah, blah. My theory is it's because they're mates. Okay. And Allah like calls to like. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking that eventually they're going to be able to combine their powers. Or whoop de woo. What a word. <laughs> Oren is going to be able to use that little tiny piece inside her to uh re rip a rip in the I reckon, world and come I reckon. Back. I just like a rip. You like the word rip. Rip. Pop that pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, obviously it has it's gonna play a major part potentially in gold. Like I'd be an idiot if nothing happens. If we had maybe gotten a little bit more information around it, or if apart from that one mention of there was something coming out of her power of whatever, if that there was an explicit scene towards the end or something where she went to use gold and it was rot instead. I think ultimately it just comes down to her just not knowing how to really tap into it. And obviously Slade doesn't know how to 
get rid of it properly. And like, if Slade doesn't know, then who is gonna know? Even like, I don't want her. To, if if she even if she wasn't aware of it, if yeah, she went to use a gold rock came out instead, and then that was the cliffhanger. Right. Oh, okay. Right. 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 Yeah. Like I just it was wasn't explored enough in the seven hundred pages. I think it just adds that level of broodiness and mopiness towards Slade and his savior complex. It's going to be forever that symbol that, like, he thinks he hurt her and he could have saved her and he could have helped her, you know? It's just to make him a sad boy. And that's why everyone loves him, you know? We love sad boys. Yeah, I'm sure it'll play a bigger part in gold. If not, Raven Kennedy, what are you doing? (laughs) What's going on? When does gold come out? In December. (gasps) 7th of December. (gasps) That's near my birthday. Yeah. It was, it's early. I remember you being explicitly upset because you felt like you've rushed the series. Yes, I have. <laughs> and I, I stand by that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Lovely. Yeah, hopefully it comes into play. Obviously, Oren still has a lot to learn about herself and her magic. Do you have any qualms, Kenzie, about the book? I feel, forgot to add that in. We're a little bit flat tonight, but that's fine. It doesn't matter. We've had a big weekend. We, we, um, we actually really have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of recording, um, not partying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we don't party. Yeah, I, so I've just said, like, after book one and book two kind of setting up, for, and book three <laughs> kind of setting up for these big reveals and stuff, and especially book three and Oren finally, you know, kind of exploding with her power, I felt like this book just feels, yeah, really slow. Yeah, I agree with that. I have a note. I was like, Oren is back in the same position she started in Midas's cage. And I was like, that's wrong. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could have felt like it emotionally. Yeah, like she maybe I just got power. my books mixed up. Perhaps. But yeah, one qualm of mine is it's becoming a trope when the, I don't know, the tragic main character whether male or female you know is exploding with magic and then next minute they have to bang their lover and then suddenly they've calmed down again it's yeah. happened it's happened in, yeah. in house of breath sky and breath it's happened i'm sure it's happened in from blood and ash series even potentially the prequel and now this and like it's becoming a thing and i'm sick of it yeah i'm sick of yet Oh, sorry, no, you go first. I was, I was going to say, imagine real life. Someone's having an outburst and like their lover is just like seducing them to calm them down. Yeah. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> so if that doesn't work in real life, like why does it work in fiction? It annoys me. But yeah, what were you going to say? Um, and One, it reminds me of the trope of like when someone's having a fight or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I know, I know. <laughs> this isn't you just look at me this is it's just it's just me and you baby it's me and you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the focus yeah yeah and same i'm tired of sex kind of being the be all end all of i can't control myself or i'm in a highly unregulated state or i'm highly emotional or yeah. something is going wrong wrong let me fuck you it's giving his moans of pleasure drowned out the sounds of the dying. <laughs> yes, yes. This is the second time you've brought that up, I think, in this as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just becoming a whole worldwide media thing. Like, if someone is extremely emotional or they're going through something, I understand, like, sex can be used as, like, a distraction. Distraction. <laughs> and, like, people, you know, want to feel something at the end of the day, but there's... I'm, I'm just seeing it too much and I'm just getting a little annoyed. Yeah. And I'm sex is fine. We all like sex, whatever. But I'm kind you don't of seem over too convinced. The, <laughs> I'm kind of over the kind of gratuitous sex scenes. I don't need, once again, one star for cock. Um, <laughs> I don't need, yeah, explicit details of sex. Sometimes I like showing and not telling. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So I just feel like it's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it may be a one star because of cock, but it's five stars because there was no mention of the word cunt. So I think we're, we're a win. Or we go, or we bring it to a three. Yeah. Bring it to a three. And because I just think as well, in and I say this about every kind of romanticy book that we read, when it's set in these kind of, yeah, fan, fantasy realms, would you use the word cock? <laughs> I don't or know, maybe. Would you I use don't know. the word pussy or like would you use the word come i don't know i'm sure sure game of thrones do it have done it i'm sure there's many scenes where the mentions of cock and cunts though so that's probably where it stems from it's realistic kenzie but we will never know that 
Why don't I just insert? Oh, okay, okay, okay. How about I shift <laughs> to the realm? All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll come back. I'll let you know. I just, I just realized why. You just realized. I'll go spend yeah. six months no, there. Can't see. <laughs> but don't write about a traumatic experience if you're going to get upset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God damn. It's been a long time since I've heard anything related to shifting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just came back from six months at Hogwarts. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> We're leaving that behind right now. <laughs> Moving on. I really liked about this book, though, is how Slade and Oren are declared how, like, unapologetically, like, villainous they will be for each other. And I thought that was excellent. Like, I loved that vibe. Like, they will kill for each other and they will, like, do what it takes to make sure each other is safe. Okay, but this is the thing. There's a, like, you're not being a villain, though. You're defending <laughs> yourself and your honour. <laughs> I know, I know that's the thing, but in, obviously... The whole society of this world has skewed and, you know, are believing the rumours and the outright lies. Like, to them, they have to be the villains. And, like, I I loved that dialogue. Okay, but again, it's giving, maybe I am weird. Have you ever thought of that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, when I think of, okay, I'm going to be the villain, I think of Zayd now <laughs> like I'll stalk you <laughs> I don't think yeah I don't think Slade and let me go and hurt someone because they uh, hurt you and tried to kill you I know it's not villainous but I liked the vibe that they're willing to yeah, yeah. obviously go against the world despite it, them essentially defending themselves like they know the truth and we know the truth as the reader but I liked that they, they were willing to like go to great extents essentially destroying the world for each other mm. I love that sentiment yeah but yeah, of course, they have to be mates of sorts. Just quickly circling back to that, because the way Slade, you know, talks about her and when they were in the carriage, fucking in the carriage, that, uh, oh, why, yes. first why? of all. <laughs> and he, but he had that whole conversation because Oren had a bit of a, um, a bit of a meltdown being like, she's doubting herself again because she f- feels like she is bouncing between like mm. the rich and powerful man to another rich and powerful man. Mm. And to Slade as well. But then she's like, I want to be free. I want to kiss a stranger. And then... Slade's like, I will let you do all these things. Like, I will let you explore whatever you want to explore, just so long as he gets to be the one to be yeah. at the end of the day. Like, it's sweet, but yeah. I know, I like that. Not the fucking in the carriage, though. That was really weird. It's giving from Blood and Ash. <laughs> exactly, straight after the battle. <laughs> you just killed you... the lady of the house's carriage. Or you killed her. <laughs> fucking her carriage. You can see um, now, especially, that we're well and truly into this romanticy realm um you can tell when the inspiration strikes from other books yeah and especially when they're all kind of recommending each other as well and yeah so a lot of similar elements and motifs and things yes yes like there's a there's an underground like special like cave Mm -hmm. sauna you know Mm -hmm. we know where that is Mm -hmm. or it has to be in a lake of sorts we've got the carriage magic water magic water everything the whole like you know bearing themselves to each other like because they both have their own scars in a way it's like Mm -hmm. but i think that's that's what everyone likes about it as well like they like yeah the broken characters and how they can heal together i don't think uh, i don't think slade's necessarily broken but like that's fair enough that he feels that way (laughs) (laughs) i just remembered that slade has a whole like his whole like backstory has just been revealed as well and he has every right to be upset and feel guilty Let's let's talk about Slade because yeah, let's unravel Slade. Well, I was going to say let's talk about what is it? Driftmark, Driftwood, Redwood, Bone City, Deadwell, Deadwell. That's the one. Drollard <laughs> Village, Driftwood. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Deadwell and Drollard. First of all, how fucking depressing does that sound? <laughs> You're just stuck there forever, essentially. Yeah. Um, what did you think was going on when the people were all weird and? I had a feeling it was it has something. To, there must there was a magical aura about the place. Mm. Obviously, mm. not to the extent that you know it's pretty much leaking and wins like long life magic mm. essentially. Mm. I knew that at the end of the last podcast, I think I made a guess that they're going to go to Deadwell, and you were a bitch and tried to misdirect me, <laughs> but I was correct. I yes. feel validated. It seemed like the obvious place. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was just some secret... Obviously, it is some secret village, but I think nothing too much of it until, obviously, it's later revealed as to who the people are to Slade and what they mean. 
in his I personal endeavors. Thought that they were all kind of going to be Fae. Yeah, I thought I thought that too. Actually, yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is a, a secret Fae village, surely. Yeah, but no, it's just secret mortals. But they live long. Yeah, they were they were they were reaping the benefits of being mm. in Anwen, originally being Orians. Yeah, and gifted long life. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did we think of Slade's mother? The poor woman, though. <laughs> the poor woman. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? She just, she just lost her magic, and she just yeah. decides to be like selectively mute. I don't know if she's choo- she chooses to be mute, essentially. Well, yeah, Slade just says that since everything, she just doesn't talk as much. <laughs> which is I, which is fair enough. Like I wouldn't want to say another word for the rest of my life either. But I would have liked it if she had said something to Oren. Like, yeah, that sure. would have been a cool moment. Would have been sweet. A couple of words, perhaps. But I don't know. It seems very main charactery. If like she's never spoken a word to Slade for a long time, then suddenly she says something to Oren. Like I feel like if anything, Slade deserves to have a motherly word reassurance. You know, or even Riot. Oh, Riot was so pissy. This fucking book. I swear to God, I wanted to kill him. <laughs> and also, I hate the misdirect of what are you going to tell Oren about her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I was like, like oh, okay, here well, we obviously go. Obviously, he doesn't have a secret lover. Obviously. Like, you should have just said, when are you going to tell her about mum? Mother. <laughs> Mother dearest. Mm. And Riot has every reason to be protective of the village, but, like, he's just being a pussy bitch, like, always questioning Slade's rules as Ravenger and just his kingly ship. And it's like, you've been fine up until now. But she's like, where are that? Oren's going to lose control of her power again, etc. But it's, you know, Oren only, quote unquote, lost control of her power because Midas was kind of threatening to kill Slade. Yeah, like, you, if anything, you need you need that weapon on your side and obviously don't piss off Slade and then you won't have a pissed off Oren. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was nice meeting Mother, although heartbreaking and devastating. Must be nice. <laughs> Yeah, tragic. And it sucks that, like, she has no magic anymore. Because she, she was described as having, like, a really cool magic. Like, she was able to, like, commune with the god and goddesses and deliver messages or prophecies about people. Which is so cool. And then now it's gone. I don't understand why. Now it's gone. <laughs> Unless she just represses it and chooses not to use it anymore. But I think you have to expel your power, or is it just Ravenger that has to expel every now and then? I think because she doesn't have that, like, raw... Magic. And that's and that's another thing that kind of annoyed me. I'm already just getting the grasp of having individual magic, but now having that layer of like actual raw magic, it's like it's confusing. Yeah, that's like what makes him so special. Yeah, I know he's could be like the half fae aspect, which I highly doubt, or maybe because yeah, his mother is just like incredibly but powerful. Oren's like full fae. She's half fae actually as well. Oh, I know all these half fae's are getting really op stuff. I'm getting confused. <laughs> but how how is like Slade's father though? He's called the Breaker, and he's able to just break things. Like oh, that's yeah, so just vague. Like that. And then unbreak them. Yeah, uh, it's gross. I was gonna say while we are on like the cool magic topic, I really liked those twin guys with Queen Melina and their tandem magic. I thought oh, that was yeah, pretty that cool. Oh yeah, that was cool. Like despite their terrible intentions, by the sounds of it, or is it yeah. good intentions? I don't know because it's against Melina. They could very well be good. Um, yeah, yeah and I thought that was really cool. They. Well, I'm assuming they're Fae because they're opening the bridge back to Anwen. Yeah, I I don't know because I feel like their vibes are evil. But are they only evil because they were against Melina and then they're actually good. And now they're going to serve Oren or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're going to reignite Seventh Kingdom one way or another. And finally, we're four b- books into this Fae-esque book and we finally have a single bargain. <laughs> the word bargain has been said. But technically, I don't know if in next book it's going to be addressed whether or not Melina's end of the bargain will actually be fulfilled because it seems like. But they left it pretty vague. Yeah. Like they never said they never said you're going to get magic. You're just going to get what you desire. Yeah. And like I still, in a way, don't know what that means for her. Obviously, we assume it was magic of sorts, but or does it mean a child? Or a child. Dun, dun, dun. But no, but she's always wanted to rule, though. And to rule, yeah, to have magic. Yeah. But, like, they never said that. Tricky, tricky fellas. A tricky trio, indeed. Oh, well. Like, I didn't really care about Melina anyway, so I was happy that she was going to get tricked. Yeah, I very much skimmed her pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even skipped. Alrighty. Shall we... <laughs> shall, can we unravel Slade's secrets? <laughs> yes, let's unravel Slade's secrets, just as he unravels Oren. <laughs> Sure. I mean, but she doesn't have the ribbons anymore, so how do you unravel? This is true. 
I apologize. All right. <laughs> well, I suppose in tandem with Slade's secrets, just everything we've learnt about, like, Fourth Kingdom and, like, his family and all that type of stuff. So we learn that Riot is not his biological brother, mm, which right, is fun. Half-brother. As soon as it was mentioned that his mother, or his mother confirmed that she had an affair with just a regular Orion servant, I'll... And they said, like, it'd been happening for 11 years. I was doing the math. And I was yeah. like, yeah, right? <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. right? totally not, not yeah, his brother. You're that meme, like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was sus. But I loved that, you know, like, he remains like a brother in that sense as well. Like, it's... Oh. Obviously, the circumstances of how they've ended up and, like, his, his mother is essentially trapped in this village, unwilling to speak and all that type of stuff, like... I'm sure, yeah, Riot holds a lot of resentment and bitterness towards Slade for that. Twas it not their own mother's fault? Yeah, look, I don't want to victim blame. <laughs> but yes. But she had every right to be defiant towards Slade's father. Yeah, Mr. Breaker. Um, and, like, it showed because all the servants and everyone, like, no one, like, outed her for it. Like, they all helped her. They wanted this, essentially. And, like, even Slade says, you treat her like garbage. Like, of course they're going to be supportive of this affair. Which I like that, though, because normally, yeah, you, you turn it on them and be like, yeah, you've ruined, like, a whole family dynamic. But, like, if your your king is, in a sen- is an arsehole and he's not providing you the love or the emotional needs, surely, yeah, you seek elsewhere, unfortunately. It's all right in fictional worlds, not necessarily all right in the real world. Just I'm not condoning cheating, but but yeah, it's just a super traumatic situation because yeah, the breaker is trying essentially has murdered Riot's Riot's father, and then he was on route to murder him and his mother, and then Rip is like, "Fuck you." I like that showdown though. Yeah, I do love a good old, you know, kind of no dad. It's your dream kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked the mocking how, because obviously his father was like, you need to control, you need to not be emotional, I'm, I'm not raising a, a weak king, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, yeah, he's like, when his father was getting emotional about the affair revelation, mm. Slade's like, have control, you yeah. know, being a bit of a cocky little son of a bitch, but we love it's to see giving- it. It's giving... But professor, I must not tell lies. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> it's it's the what is it? Malicious compliance. Yes. Ooh, of it all. Words. Yes, yes. In that scene, I just because you're referencing Harry Potter a fair bit at this point. <laughs> it's um, I I imagine the battle of like you know Voldemort Harry with the wand magic to like the rot and the breaking sort of aura magic as well. It was pretty cool. And then yeah, he tore a rip into the dimension and then fell through it. And yeah. everything else got sucked through it, I guess, as well. And then we got brushed over as to really how he became king again in in Fourth Kingdom. Like, he just rose the ranks. He challenged the king. He had the greater magic. Yeah. Easy peasy. No one's questioned it since. Yeah, well, I guess it's, yeah, in a world where power is... The defining factor. Yeah, then if you come with this kind of unbeatable, very OP, then people are going to bow down at your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like even, like, the Breaker is kind of OP. And even the Second Kingdom's Queen, I forget her name, but she has that, like, pain, like, voodoo doll type of power as well. Like, um, what other Slade secrets did we unravel? Um, I suppose it's, really, it's not much it, but <laughs> he's trying his best to protect both the village and his kingdom. Um, is he doing too much, though, in the way of putting Orin first? Yes. Yes. And they even they even said in the book that they like they don't know each other that well and like they're yeah. risking the entire world for yeah. each other. Because again, what happened to Hello, my name is like what's your favourite colour? Like, like take me on a date. Food. Yeah, take me out. <laughs> Wine and dine me. Where's the basic questions? Yeah, and I do understand, you know, in these sort of books that it is about the well, you know, the end of the world is coming. So we have to save the world. But I would like for some relevancy in the book and to kind of bring it back to the real world, I guess. If that, yeah, you know, there was, it could be a very small scene in a very small chapter if it had to be. But I'd love for, I don't know, the two main characters to be lying in bed or something and then they just go, you know what, I don't know what your favourite colour is. Or like, yeah. or like, you're sick, let me cook your favourite meal. Or, like, let's play 20 questions or something like that. Mm. Yeah, mm. just having, like, a real downtime moment. Because they're, they've both got their angst against each other because he's angsty because of the whole rot situation. He had to rot her into stasis. And then she's yeah. all angsty because she doesn't want to tell him about what happened to her back. Yeah. And it's exactly. like, it's just that 
constant push and pull of pain. And it's devastating. It's devastating. It's, it is heartbreaking. Oren's been through a lot and it breaks my fucking heart. <laughs> Again, yeah. like, read it, like people just like the broken main characters. Which says a lot about the world. <laughs> the fantasy books and stuff as well. And obviously, yes, yeah, Slade is harboring all the guilt of essentially trapping these people for eternity, eternity in this little yeah. area. Because if they well, if they leave, they're gonna die. <laughs> there's a yeah, there's a particular like radius, I guess, and they start dying. But then they've all popped back into Anwin, presumably anyway. Mm. What do you think they've died? What do you think happened to them? Because obviously, at the end, uh, Slade made another rip for Orin to escape. But then it eventuated that the other rip back in Deadwell had closed up and all the people gone. Yeah, I don't know. what. I don't know if they were ripped back through it, maybe? or I think it would be too devastating to just have them... Die. Died, yeah. <laughs> Dead died. Could it just be a consequence of Slade choosing Orin over everybody else again? I mean, maybe, but I don't think... I think the rips are truly out of his control. And it's yeah, just when yeah, he's highly sure. emotional. And I think, yeah, it would be too devastating that it's like well this is your consequence this is your punishment for choosing to use your power for good <sighs> you're right he'll just be an extreme depressed sad boy but don't worry book talk will love him he'll need the sex to feel better <laughs> he will he will probably a bit more into the plot we've just gone a little bit all over the place but that's fine that's fine how do we feel about manu or manu however you want to say his name we thought he, i thought he was a bro i thought he was a homie I thought he was he was the best buds. I thought yeah, but then you know life. <laughs> his his um, loyalties lie to his sister. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that yeah, it was gonna be. That I thought that it, he would have been the one to go back and be like, hey, maybe we should just like leave them alone. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then he's like, nah, sorry. Oh, I don't know. It's so out of character. I think mm. the betrayal. Uh, I just, because uh, I just thought that he wanted. He's like, you know, my sisters queen or whatever that's chill i get to go along for the ride great times you do you i'm gonna chill i'm gonna do my own thing yeah i suppose but yeah chooses to be the advisor when he was explaining to oren about like the the conflux is pretty much like a formality Mm. trial essentially it's 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 a show (laughs) yeah he painted a really good yeah yeah. picture of it to be a show and even Riot said it so I feel like it must have been true in a way if Riot said the same thing and even Manu and then I was suspicious of Riot because he was been a little whiny bitch this entire book so I thought is he gonna do something but then as soon as Manu kidnaps Oren like yeah suddenly I, I, I hate the guy of course what did we think of Rissa dying slash not dying <laughs> we don't know that yet <laughs> Hojat says she's not dead yet yeah, well, she's obviously not dead. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. I don't know. I just hate... Is there other ways to get her other than kidnapping? You know? Mm-hmm. I feel like because she's been kidnapped by the Red Raids. She's been... Where how else has she been? I don't know. I think that was pretty much only it. I suppose Rip technically bought her. Um, yeah. And her and her crew. But I don't know. Because it got to a point... I feel like she would have changed her mind. Like, she would have sacrificed herself. She would have been like, all right, I'm going to go. Like, because Riot says it's a show and Manu says it's a show. Yeah. I'm just going to go. But obviously yeah. Slade would never let her. But back to Arissa and that. Um, I reckon she won't be dead because, you know, her and Osric are too much of a thing. Yeah. I was like, why? I was so... I was actually mad when she was allegedly killed off. Because I was like, well, what was the point of all those chapters? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, nah, I think she'll be fine. I think, yeah, Hojat said that they missed her heart. So, like, she hasn't been bleeding out because they didn't take the knife out. But yeah. I don't know. I thought Osric was just very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he was, like, cowering over her. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you've known her for, like, five minutes. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> You're in love with her. It's fun. <laughs> it's, it's giving. Mates are so rare, but you have a mate as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it was uh, it was upsetting when he said we have to make mistakes together. Like I mean, yeah, because yeah, they have the ba- that they have that banter. But it's yeah. like, but why do you have? I don't understand when their authors write these male characters that they have the arrogance to be like, yeah, we're gonna sleep with each other one day. You know, like it's yeah. definitely gonna happen. I'm like, bro, you don't fucking know that. And it's always the men who are arrogant and cocky about that. Like I've not seen any female main character be like, yeah, we're definitely going to bone later and it's going to be like our quirky little mistake, but like we're going to enjoy it and then fall in love. It's always the men that are leading that charge. Mm. and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, yeah. I just want, I don't know, like even I hate now the trope of the broken woman or whatever and she is like, 
she's like, you know, I'm going to be on top because I'm reclaiming my power. And like, <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. not like, Ugh. Or I initiate like, because I... Yeah, you're allowed to have your trauma and you don't have to... If you don't want to have sex for a while, that's fine. And you don't have to... Yeah, um, but but now we're now it sounds like we're saying if you've had sexual trauma like you have to cower away like no i'm not saying you have to cower away i'm just saying that i don't know i'm just sick of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough too many books like it these days maybe we need to yeah i think it's coming up to christmas so we're gonna have much more light-hearted yeah. <laughs> content because i realized after the yeah, the haunting adeline it's just depressing i'm still i'm just i'm just ruined i'm ruined from adeline <laughs> <laughs> I've still not recovered. Yeah, fair. I will not financially recover from this. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the book truly is just Aura needs to train. She needs to eventually talk about everything that's happened. It's like as soon as she wakes up, like I'm sick of Slade being like, What's wrong? What's wrong? Every like other chapter it's like, What's wrong? What's wrong? And when they're out in the village and she hears people whispering about her being Midas's like whore and she stole his power. Like, a couple of times, Slade was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I don't want to tell you. But then she acts defiant, you know, with her head up high. You know, she kind of, in a way, accepts that that's what they're going to think, but she's still going to look, like, mighty about it. Like, she's not going to be held down by it. But then then in this enclosed space, she's like, oh, they're talking bad about me Mm. and I don't want to have you involved. It's like, you have the authority and power to, yeah, yeah, be brave. Maybe it's just, I don't know. They bring it down to the Fae being super overprotective and their emotions are heightened. control themselves. Stuff too, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Ironically, yeah, no one truly has control. Oh my god, my, sorry, my phone is like, possessed. And it keeps opening and shutting apps all by itself. Oh? Okay, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. (laughs) Sorry. It was just like lighting up and I was like, what is happening? Obviously, I enjoyed when Oren was all excited about exploring the, the castle and the city. But obviously, the reception was pretty awkward because of all the rumours and like the, the village or town or kingdom perception of her believing the rumours. I felt like, and again, I'm like, Slade is, you know, like the guy who everyone outside of his kingdom thinks he's a bad guy, but within his kingdom, he's beloved. Um, so I didn't like that, yeah, people in his kingdom were like, she's the whore who stole... Oh, and now she's just going to steal King Ravengers or whatever. And it's like, surely his people should be like, well, I'm sure the king knows what he's doing. I'm sure there must be more to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was more trust within him. But I suppose it just comes down to Kyla's power and being able to manipulate the rumours and the voices and all that type of shit anyway. Because, yeah, at this point, no one really knows the truth about what happened uh, in Ranhold. But, yeah, I thought, like, your kingdom, yeah, is beloved to you. Like, surely they trust you and they trust your judgement. And if they see you with the gilded Mm. girl, they think, all right, he's fine. Yeah, I don't know. My favourite moment, if I had to pick a favourite moment in this book, it was when Oren was on the roof or on the, uh, the top, the highest floor on a balcony or where, wherever the hell she was. Mm. And sh- she was just like basking in the sun and the sun and was singing like, to her. I'm like, this is so fucking sweet. Yes. It sings like home or something like that. It was like, <laughs> hey, did I not say that because mm-hmm. yes, her there. parents call her little son, it's going to be significant. I just, yeah, and then what I was thinking is, I was like, well, does that mean that the gold, like, maybe that's just the beginning of her power and her power is actually, you know, like, or it's going to, and once she's back in, um, mm, and when possibly. there'll be bigger manifestations of her power. Yeah, I'm just thinking of, like, the mate thing between, like, or the mate theory between, like, mm. Slade and Orin, and, like, if there is, there has to, I feel like there has to be a sort of balance and back to the sun, like, if she's, like, rel of the moon, I don't know, related to the sun in some way, yeah. <laughs> then what is he compared to? Light, just general, just general light and darkness. But I, th- but I feel like, yeah. I suppose, I was going to say, if you think of the moon, you don't really think of rot. But then if you think of the sun, you don't really think mm. of gold. I don't know, a bit of a reach. Oh, they balance each other out yeah. one way or another. Shall we, okay, shall we talk about the ending? And she's at the, <laughs> she's at the... Alright, ending. Yep, because it took us um, so fucking long to get there. In Second Kingdom, she's being whipped to, or cleansed. In se- they're in Second Kingdom. To go stand for trial. And then she gets taken into this, I don't know, little like 
room <laughs> overseeing things and they're asking her questions and then they're basically like lol you're guilty suck my willy <laughs> um yeah i'm glad we got to meet like all the actual ruling yeah. kings and queens yeah there, so that was pretty cool it kind of ties everything together because it really up until this point it's been about fourth fifth and sixth and then third last book so it's nice that like everyone's involved now everyone's involved um, <laughs> and obviously fifth kingdom has their new heir and his um magic is about impenetrable having impenetrable skin or something which is yeah. fun yeah so there's one who like has a snake or whatever and he keeps yeah that's the f- first kingdom yeah, yeah getting his snake to bite the impenetrable skin ones <laughs> yeah i think it's also to show off to Oren, like this is who we're dealing who you're going to deal with now almost like this guy's this kid's unstoppable so that's fine but anyway and so she's pronounced guilty and slade's there trying to save her or whatever um and her power is not working or she it's not working because of the runes the runes runes, are showing i think it's seeping the power kind of out but not permanently just in a unable to use type of way yeah and also reveals the power i think it's i think the first kingdom king said it was like his his father used to dab was or his magic was based around runes runes. yeah but like if he's not around anymore why is the magic still around is my question yeah why does that get to linger yeah why do you get to use that power still with people because then now we're adding another layer of magic to it i suppose it could just be a faith thing but then also this is where it's such an inconsistency because yeah you have to have power to rule but then i guess magic is kind of connected to the fae but then everyone hates the fae (laughs) i don't think everyone like necessarily hates the fae i think i suppose yeah there was conflict which led to the fae the fae being cut off Mm. but yeah I suppose it also comes down to, because we learn in Slade's backstories, is that um, obviously the mortals or the Orians have been breeding with the Fae for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So, like, obviously the magic is still going to be there. Interesting that, like, if the wielder is dead and the magic is still around. But yeah. Oh, I liked how um, we see how, obviously, manipulative and vindictive Kyla is and, like, contorting the dialogue yeah. between Oren and Midas and all that type of stuff. Yeah, she can, like, change what people have said. Which is weird. Why Why would they trust her to share that, though, if they know that's her power? Yeah. And also, isn't that just so OP? Yeah, it is OP. Like, I don't know. There seems to be any... F- no, f- I suppose they needed an answer to why two monarchs were dead. So, like, it's easy. They would rather pin it on Oren than have... Be like, all right, Kyla, you weren't even in the room, but had... Do you, how you're able to grab these little audio yeah. bits, you know? Like, yeah. No one thought that she could potentially be fucking everything over. Yeah. And then also the fact that this whole thing kind of stems from her being like, she killed Midas. Were you in the room? No, but she did it. And it's like, well, no, there's no actual <laughs> proof that you did it, that she did it. Yeah, exactly. And even Oren, yeah, when they're talking about the gold, she's like, it's my gold. And they're like, no. You stole it. It's like, Oh, the- wait. So... Because we had in the beginning Mist being like, she stole his power, blah, 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 and she wasn't even in the room, and yet she's just disappeared. Yeah. What happened to Mist? Don't know. She's gone. <laughs> like Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be seen again. Like, what happened to her? Because, like, because if she's the one that declared Oren stole his power, like, surely she would have been a witness to this fucking mm. conclux. Yeah. But I suppose, yeah, at the end, at the end of the day, they just want an answer to why the monarchs were dead and it's unfortunately Oren. So yep, they declare her to be guilty. Guilty means execution straight away. And yes, Slade comes and saves the day. By ripping a new portal. <laughs> but I found really cool is that I think it's either Second Kingdom's son. He had the power to like create a barrier, but it's like like sheets, like yeah. like linen. Mm. It was so cool. Yeah. But then he became unconscious and then the magic was still there. So now I'm confused. <laughs> I think that this magic uh, lore, L-O-R-E, is not <laughs> written out very well. That greatly. Yeah, yeah I would assume if you're passed out. Oh, I su- no, I suppose the example could have been similar with Oren because she was, like, essentially passing out as she was her as she was spazzing out with her magic. So, like, probably makes sense. But anyway, yeah, Rip, overly emotional as he is, again, tears or rips another tear in within the world's presumably to Anwin and encourages Oren to jump through and they have that moment where it's like I'll come find you in another life and all that stuff assuming she's gonna die like it was cute yeah I love that I love I love 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 that trope 
those like declarations of yeah, sacrifice. I'll find you in whatever life, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then simultaneously we have we're back in Seventh Kingdom with Queen Melina and these twin Fae complete their little ritual and suddenly the bridge is back. Yeah, and then they hear this dumping the Fae are coming. The Fae the, are coming. The, the, the footsteps. It's been four books and they're finally coming. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, was it ever built up that they were going to be coming? Like I I always thought that it was more them going there, not yeah, necessarily same. back. But I suppose now we we have two entrances. And then of course, um Deadwell Village, the tear there has obviously disappeared with the people around it, so who knows? Obviously are any predictions for the next book because, you know, it's probably about a month by the time this is uploaded, or within a couple of weeks, perhaps. Yeah. I wonder if there will be a time jump, first of all. I wouldn't think so. I'd say they pick up right where they left yeah. off. I want to see... Because realistically, what would Oren be doing in Anwen as soon as she arrives? You know, like, what what could be... Well, I want Oren to be reunited with her parents, for one. Oh, of course, but that, that's probably not her first thought. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, or maybe, like, I want there to be, like, I don't know, like Avatar, where there's clans of people and so like heaps of people have the gold power or whatever oh yeah but, yeah i wanted to learn how to use it to her advantage i want her to learn it offensively and defensively yeah instead of just like emotionally but like she has been trying though like when she was captured like she was trying to seep the gold out and she had that like little ball that she's holding on to just in case but yeah i suppose she's trying you want her to try properly <laughs> all right what else do you think's gonna happen i really don't know it could go anywhere because of all these stupid freaking plots. <laughs> Do you think Melina will get a power? Maybe, but I think it'll be something really silly. <laughs> Just to appease the bargain. Yeah, they're like, we said you'd get magic. We didn't say what type of magic. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you think Do you think the trio will play a huge part in the next book? Not a huge part, but... I feel like we're going to get maybe a Pruin point of view. Yeah. Just because we need someone to be able to, to tell us what's going on with the troops and how much of Aurea they're conquering. Um, obviously, I feel like there's going to be Slade and everyone who is magically inclined will feel a shift in magic and they'll realise, fuck, something is on in yeah, Seven Kingdom. Yeah, they'll feel yeah the, the pulse of power. Yeah. I wonder if um, any more of Slade's old household will be making an appearance. Yeah, true. And they'll be like, Slade, what the fuck happened to everybody? And he'll yeah. be like, I ripped him into this existence. And then I want to know... If the Fae are coming, like, what their intentions are. Are they taking over? Oh, no, they, they want to conquer Aurea. Yeah. yeah, that's what they want to do. Yeah. And then do Oren and Slade become High King and High Queen? Oh, my will? God. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then will there be a pregnancy in the epilogue? No. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. Right, a golden baby. Like yeah. a half gold, half rot, rot. situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Nah. I would like to know how Oren actually ended up in Aurea because it's it's still up in the yeah, air. Yeah, it just says she was taken. I feel like, and I feel like the well, bridge had been closed for the age for ages yeah. as well. So yeah, like, how did that stolen. happen? Perhaps there's a, probably another power that someone has that can rip, or like not necessarily rip a dimension, or but like maybe a portal. maybe because they're kind of she's probably younger than Slade. Was she on the estate or something, or near the estate, and they didn't know each other? But then she would have been sucked in as well, or just in general, or do you think she would have been sucked in? Oh yeah, true, because if she was sucked in, she'd be in Deadwell, hey? And they, and yeah, they would have cro- surely crossed paths. I'm an idiot. It's okay, that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm carrying our one brain cell for the moment. <laughs> See, and that's where I thought it was going to go when we got Slade's backstory. As interesting and as skimmy as I read it, like I thought they were going to have like a little cross path situation. Yeah. I wonder if Slade's mum told Slade about his prophecy or a message for him in regards to potentially Oren. Yeah. Like like back in the day. Mm. Or I wonder if she might regain her magic if she if presumably they're in Anwen and like she has a message for him. Yeah. Because this is such an OP power to have to then just be taken away. Again, what's with female characters having and OP having magic the power taken away <laughs> and being silenced? Have we not learnt from yeah. Sarah J Mass? Or maybe that's why she went silent because she had a prophecy of what was to come. Ooh, and I she, like that. And it was like if she tells him, like he'll like it'll be too much pressure. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Oh, and also Riot is officially commander because that's all he wants to be. Like he's sick. He got really sick and tired of being the the decoy. But like this, all this has happened in a relatively short span of time, and only yeah. in this moment has he started being pissy about it. Like yeah. I don't get it. But I suppose because he loves his mother and he wants to protect the village, and like that's his main focus. But no, the constant and outbursts. A kingdom since burned to ash. <laughs> yeah, loved yeah, a princess yeah. who loved her kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And then, yeah, pretty much big cliffhanger for the next book, which comes out 7th of December. Fun, fun, fun. We're a bit over the place. This book, it was too big. It was too big. There was too much plot. There was actually nothing happening within that plot. Honestly, that sounds like a contradiction. <laughs> nothing yeah. happened. There was too much plot. It's weirdly stagnant and weirdly productive, but, like, <laughs> it's well, very slow. There was slow. too much plot and not a lot of acceleration. <laughs> sure, There were sure. just things, yep, yep. like, all things happening at the same time without any progression. And then suddenly it all came to a head. And now yeah. Aaron's gone. I did not expect that to happen. Oh, yeah. I, I was just remembering what I messaged you when I about the Rip Revelation. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was like, lol. <laughs> Interesting narrative decision. That is a choice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a choice that was made. And now you have to suffer the consequences. So now does Oren have, like, raw magic as well? And if you're overly emotional enough, sh- could she rip, rip yeah. into the world? Well, that's what I'm thinking with that piece of rot in her. Like, if she was really upset, yeah. All right, so what are we going to do to make her really upset? I feel like she's been through a lot. And, like, I- once you've lost the ribbons, like, I feel like there's nothing else that could get her that upset. Find out her parents are dead. Ooh. <laughs> or even Slade getting, like, stabbed or something. Fun fact, it would actually be Riot because they did switcheroo. <gasps> True. Plot twist. We should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I'm done with this. Can all we right. go to the stars that listen? Let's go to the stars that listen, yes. Yeah, sorry, this is all over the place, but like, I don't know. I'm getting tired, Raven. The f- fifth <laughs> book better be good. <laughs> Let's go. Wrap it up. I don't know how many books it's planned for. I think it was five. I think because I read, I think I read the, it would be the fifth and final. Five is a good ending point but i feel like there is still so much to do yeah maybe it'll be a big boy book maybe like 800 maybe pages. everyone just dies and there's a massive reset i can i'll, I'll be happy with that <laughs> Oren and rip rip a tear into the universe and it just becomes a black hole sucks everyone in everyone dies good night yeah i would love that let's go to the stars that listen for anyone who doesn't know this is a segment we do at the end of our episodes where we go and find funny interesting relatable reviews um and we read a five-star review and a one-star review, but we start with the one-star reviews because we don't like to leave on a negative note, even though it's very hard with these books. <laughs> <laughs> Except if it's a book we like, you get yeah. defensive with yeah. one-star reviews. <laughs> All right, I will go first. I have a couple. Oh, oh no. One-star, right. DNF'd at 460 pages. <laughs> wow. Raven Kennedy, please, I beg of you, find a scrap of originality or creativity. Every female character is the exact same weak, helpless, whiny, petite figure who hates a specific male but can't do anything unless a new male helps her do it. Oh, yeah, that's a hard agree, though. (laughs) You could Google character tropes and pick different ones and see how they mix. Each character doesn't have to be the same person with a different name. (laughs) Oh, my God. This book was entirely Oren being a petulant child, Slade being guilt-ridden and reliving his daddy issues, and yet another pending war entirely hinged on that Oren is just a worthless evil saddle. Honestly, the writing is so repetitive, it needs a good editor, and again, we see the same insta-love nonsense beginning with Osric and Rissa copying Orin Slade's romance arc almost word for word. The side characters hardly mattered at all in the time I read it. This book also played into my least favourite tropes. Traumatised women can only be healed by an equally traumatised man, slut-shaming, insta-love, miscommunication, etc. My eyes were rolling like marbles when Kennedy did the whole mention a mysterious her, but surprise, it's his mother, not his lover bit. (laughs) Damn, Kenzie. These one stars are popping off. Yeah, here's a couple, like, another one. <laughs> oh, wow, you, you're going. You're still it, going. It read, like, from Blood and Ash, and that's a very bad thing. I think there's stuff <laughs> stolen from Akatar too. Aggress- <gasps> aggressively repetitive. I have absolutely no clue what's going on. There was no meaningful character development. Can I repeat that I literally barely read this book and still understood the end? Overly descriptive. Descriptive. Probably needed to be in order to get that page count why is this anything other than a trilogy i enjoyed book three which makes this book frustrating this series has one of the largest piles of unfortunate names this book turned me off all the other books in the series 
Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Okay. This this shows how you truly feel about this book. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you've ever had this many one stars on any of the other potties. That was all like this. big paragraphs. Big though. paragraphs, yeah. So was it really like three, but with big it was paragraphs? two big paragraphs. <gasps> oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. And I, I usually don't like reading <laughs> those ones, but <laughs> <laughs> it resonated with you. Yeah. It thrummed your cooey. My God, I was gonna say my cooey was resonating. <laughs> So I was going to rate this four stars until the last hundred pages or so. Now I'm sat here reeling, sobbing, confused, and fuming. So whilst this is a, f- a five-star review, it does, yeah, lend to my it suffers the hun- last hundred page syndrome. <laughs> is it good or did it have a good, yeah, yeah. And that's my only one five-star five because this book is shit. Hi, everyone. Claire here. Towards the end of our recording session for this episode my audio stopped recording and so I'm, I'm just missing my one star and five star reviews so I'm just gonna reiterate those really quickly and we'll see how I can weave this in as organically and naturally as possible. So my first one star review, why was this book 700 pages? Nothing happened for 90% of it. The romantic relationship wasn't even written well. And then my second one star review Possibly the worst one in the series. Nothing happens for the majority of the book in terms of character development or the plot. It's a lot of going around in circles for no apparent reason. I don't know why this needed to be five total books. Which is fair enough. Alright, and then my five star reviews are Raven Kennedy is killing me with this cliffhanger. Which is fair enough. It's quite a gnarly cliffhanger. And once again, we don't search too too hard for these reviews. So these are easily available um, on Goodreads. So, yep. Hitting the outro now. Yes, um, you can find us on Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore from there. Our link tree is in our bio.